You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the MLS Fantasy Insider, our review of round 11 and preview of round 12. This episode is brought to you by... The Mid-Season Coaching Shuffle, the new hit single from MLS Records. Uh, No, actually, brought to you by the amazing MLS Fantasy Insider Patreon supporters. It's because of you all that we are able to keep this project going. Thank you, thank you so much. And if you want to learn more about our Patreon project, you can head over to to patreon.com slash MLSFI. I'm your host, Reed Connolly, from MLSFantasyBoss.com, and tonight I'm joined by my partners in fantasy, Blaine Riffle and Ashley Savage. We'd also like to welcome our very special guest, Megan Turner, a.k.a. Meg, who is one of our longtime members of the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord community and a server moderator. Welcome, everyone. Hey. Hi. Hi, everyone. So good to have you with us tonight, Meg. Uh, This has been a journey because Meg is one of our very good players. She is a, a member of some of our uh, experts league special chats, and uh, it took some convincing to to get Meg here. But we're so excited to have you, Meg. Do you want to give a little bit about uh, info about your fantasy background, your fantasy journey? Sure. Um, I've actually been playing fantasy soccer for nine years. Um, back when chat tango was a thing. Heck yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. and MLS was graphics were horrible, uh, jerseys. Um, and this is so far my best season as far as ranks. Um, I've never been in the top two, 300 and currently ranked at 231. So enjoy the fun that goes with it. See, and this is why. We've got a variety of members from our Discord community. Like I've said before, we've got people like Christian who come on, who are number one. And we've got people like Meg who are coming on, who have learned the game and clawed their way up. And they're doing fantastic. And they have great Mm -hmm. insights to share, just like players who are in the top 10, the top 100, made the Champions League, haven't made the Champions League. It's, It's this fantasy community that is just so well developed and everyone has great insights and so we are super excited for meg to be on here because she's been doing fantastic she's been killing it this year so i'm just excited to have the ovary count even finally oh my gosh it's been i guess last week it was last week it was it was just you and me but it's just (laughs) and welcome back blaine welcome back blaine had a little bit of a break last week as well good to have you back yeah i'm glad to be back that's right and i mean i'll go ahead and put the call out Right now, like Ashley says, I mean, we, we do what we can to try to get a variety of guests on the show. Absolutely. But if, if you want to be on the show, reach out to us. It, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter who you are or, or how long you've been playing. If you think you've got some some good fantasy advice, there'll be a little bit of, of some vetting. I mean, we, we want to have quality content here. Not always correct pronunciations, but we try for quality content. Uh, but yeah. So, yeah, if, if you'd like to be on the show, feel free to hit me up on Twitter at MLS Fantasy Boss, and we're always looking for, for new guests to come on and, and just add their own take to our usual conversations. Absolutely. 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 Well, we are excited again, Meg, to have you on here and excited to get your feedback from some of this round, which was which was a good round, I guess, depending mm-hmm. on, on where you fell. Uh, for me, I ended with 94 points, which feels weird to be actually 96 points sorry Ooh, the skylar differential yeah. cor- correction in my in my favor Ooh. 96 points uh Those but s- points i know mooktar mm-hmm. points right there but still like it feels weird to be a little disappointed with 96 which yeah. i won a mixed bag with my head-to-heads this week but over 100 points was definitely possible and i think if if you didn't have to score in the 90s or triple digits to to have a good week i mean this was around I, uh, I saw some comments online that said, especially Tyler was saying, don't look away from the chalk midfield. You need to have the chalk midfield. Not true. Uh, you needed to have Mukhtar as your captain. Mm-hmm. Holy cow, the the uh, hat trick captain right there, which I think is the first time for me that's ever worked out. Uh, but but for me, I had Barrio on the bench that came on well. My keeper ruse did not work out, and I have a comment about that later in the show. But I hit the, the Mukhtar captain had Espinoza, and then everyone else just sort of was okay. Uh, and if you did better than okay, that's where you, the triple digits were definitely 
there for you and people hit that and so fantastic right there uh chat go ahead and share some of your scores yeah already seeing several triple digits saw several triple digits on twitter as well but don't be down if you were in the that 96 i know for for myself um like i'm in i'm in the top 200 right now which is usually where i shoot for so that that's where it gets like i think megan made a comment about this once before too it's like just a few points here and there and your scores can change crazy mm-hmm. so don't worry about that expectation versus reality as always going to start out with cincinnati this time versus dc united uh, we expected cincinnati to win and have a good shot at a clean sheet as part of a lot of the keeper options that many people may have used uh, the reality was that it was a bit closer than that uh, at least than i expected and my santos switcheroo did not pay off as i had hoped saw some of the dc changes thought that that might have been a good opportunity for some points and that's when i brought santos in Turns out, like some of the advice last week, maybe going with Houston as your keeper, same points as Celentano would have been a better option there. But it was hard to make that work if you were looking at Vancouver as your switcheroo options. Um, as uh, far as back to the game, DC really pressed hard in the second half, and that earned them that goal and broke the clean sheet. for sense. Literally, I swapped out my Vancouver keeper and was like, yeah, I'm going to go with Santano. And then DC scored. And I was like, well, going to redo that right back there. And that's my <laughs> fault. Sorry, guys. So I'm going to I'm gonna take that one. Uh, uh, but what I will say is that it was uh, fantasy points generally came from the players that we would expect fantasy points that came from, to come from, ooh, right there. Uh, but we did see a return of points from Acosta, which has been lacking this year. And so is this a sign of things to come? We'll have to see since he's on a buy this week, so so take that for whatever it's worth. But I am going to take partial credit for this because I did think about mm, maybe I could roll with Acosta this week with DC, and I thought, no, Reed, if you do that, he will do poorly. And so the best everyone thing you can do suffer. for this community is to not take Acosta. So you're welcome, everyone, and we'll see what happens there. But a little bit of a mojo, maybe a little form potentially coming back there. A great Galazzo right there and a fantastic pass to Barial for that goal. Uh, I also want to talk about Miami versus Atlanta. I know that's another game mm-hmm. that uh, after many of us seeing the absences come up for Miami, we expected a goal fest for Atlanta. And a lot of people swapped in Ahmad at that time. A lot of people were hoping Gigi was going to feature again to go with that. And uh, even though Atlanta may have outshot Miami, it did not fall for them and they did not come away with the points. And so, there are still no fantasy standouts for Miami. This is not, let's look at Joseph, let's look at what's going on. There could be some changes up front for Miami's forwards that may impact fantasy potential, but nothing is jumping out immediately here. Uh, and as our previous conversations about Amada being a must-have, I think that should be put to rest now. I, I think some of these recent performances clearly show that people like Amada or Heal are not must-haves for your team. Mm-hmm. Very situational, especially with Gigi out and the final thought is i still think linen is too expensive for the point production that he can have uh and i guess i did lie one more game that i was going to mention uh vancouver versus minnesota and i actually expected this to be on blaine's list of what he was going to talk about (laughs) since he bragged about popularizing Uh the vancouver defense before it was hot uh, yeah. But the expectation was that we would have a solid keeperoo with this team in Vancouver. Uh, but the five-goal reality made this a bad game for any defender who was not Voxel for Minnesota getting that goal. It was it was just goals everywhere. Um, and of note, I know that White came away with the brace this week. He's gotten several goals in the past several games. I still find him very boomer bust. Uh, he's he's a Wando-esque kind of poaching player. Could which makes him a good bench play. His price point also maybe makes him a good bench bench play as well. But he can be boomer bust. What I'm really more pleased about fantasy wise with this game is seeing Gold score. His uh, his points have not been where we would hope for them. Not for the quality that we have seen him in the past as a fantasy player. And so if this is the start of better form for him then that is something that I am interested in, in tracking, especially as he is a sub-9 million midfielder that has some promising games coming up over the next few weeks, and it has a pedigree that I think could really pay off uh, in the future. Reed, on that topic, um, while we're here with Vancouver, I will say that defense did better than expected given the three or the two goals allowed. Uh, Vest came away with six points. Brown had four, which I know is another one that we like. And then Blackman ended up with three. So two bonus points along the way, but Vest coming out with the six 
on the he had the assist there and Brown just getting it. These guys are getting bonus points consistently still. Not bad scores if you took into the defense, considering we're going to talk about a guy like Alex Roldan, who got a two, who we expected a whole lot more from. Overall, if you had certain ones, but the keeper was absolutely awful. No, absolutely. That's And we can talk more about keepers in the next section. But Ashley, let's hear how your round went. Yeah, um, I had a good round, finally. I feel like I, I've had some decent rounds, but not like a, a pop round. I feel like this was my first pop round of the of the season. Um, I ended with a 113, and I even had some pretty garbage uh, midfielders and defenders. I, I had Gressel, I had Alex, rolled on, had Almada and Puj, uh, Hector Herrera, just not doing very great for me. But uh, Captain Ian Mukhtar, having Espinoza, I got Bari Allen, who pulled a Madronda, which uh, is always appreciated. Get a goal, get a shot, get out of there. Heck yeah. um, and then Shaq and Clark got me some... Uh, some shutout points, and then, like I said, I had Bowanga on my bench uh, to bring that that goal in. So, we went all my head-to-heads, including our second in a row. Was this two two weeks in a row? Do we have a week between MLSFI derbies? Mm, yeah. I, you, you, did you play Blaine two, two weeks ago? I think it was two weeks ago. Yeah, well, I played Blaine this week, and unfortunately, Blaine is uh, 0-2 in that MLSFI Cup. Um, but, I just like I said, I had kind of a... a, a uncharacteristically good week for me my week rank was 70 i'm seven spots out of ccl um so i'm i'm hoping maybe i i'm gonna have to kind of throw some non-chalk out there if i want to make it this round so we'll see um my expectation versus reality uh san jose lafc i think a lot of people expected lafc even with the rotation to still produce um i definitely expected a belonger goal so i had him on the bench um, and the reality was Espinoza with a great brace, San Jose win, no shutout, Buanga goal. Um, you know, I'll throw credit and, and kind of echo because I've been saying it too, but quieter uh, to Tyler, who's talking about Espinoza every week. Um, is he maybe fixture proof? Is it time that we give him some credit? We always talk about Heel and Mukhtar and Zella and Almada, but, um, you know, Espinoza is just really having himself a season. So definitely already on my radar, but 13 against, you know, what would have been the first team in the West is a good week. Um, talking about the bottom of the West, Galaxy Colorado, I think a lot of us expected maybe a Galaxy shutout. People picked up Chicharito. I saw Puj on a lot of people's lists. Um, they were terrible. It was one of the hardest games I've watched uh, for a while. Um, they looked so bad and I, you know, I feel bad saying this about Colorado, but no one we're really looking at from a fantasy perspective, some names you've heard from seasons past, like Jonathan Lewis and Lawless Abubakar. Um, but nothing I would have paid attention to from a fantasy perspective. And, um, thankfully I had already got a Houston shutout because my keeper was Klinsman and he was just garbage. So, um, I don't know. I'm just taking an, another, another thought at galaxy. Um, you know, they're at home again this weekend against San Jose, which is a derby game for them. Um, but yeah, they were just terrible. And that was not what I expected. And I don't think, I don't think a lot of people expected that either. So, uh, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. The one thing I'll add is, is to your, uh, LAFC game. We had mentioned paying attention to LAFC and Philadelphia players after, uh, the, the CCL match. And, mm-hmm. uh, they did have some returns from both of those teams. Gosdog had the goal in Philly's yeah. games. And so, uh, Gosdog was a PK. I do just want to point that out. He got a goal. That's know, all that just, matters. We got the asterisk goal. The That's points fine. count, That's but fine. don't let it inflate you. The points count, but we we did get performances from these players coming back from CCL. Yes. Not an issue, but we do have other games to talk about yeah. in that same vein. Meg. Well, I ended on 84. I was one of those people that decided to be cute and cap Almada versus totally get it. Totally get it. <laughs> and it hurt bad. Um, I also had Barriel, who was awesome, 13 points. I stacked um, Atlanta defense, and that was bad. I pivoted to Vancouver defense, which was equally as bad. Um, Last minute, I went from Alex Roldan to um, Morris instead, so didn't help Like for like. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I ended up with the two points. Um, Also had Cheech. I guess, I guess when was I had um, Ibo Bassey on the bench, so I got his points. So, but. And, of course, a happy birthday to Meg tonight. Uh, <laughs> thank you. 
um, I happen to have um, got to watch FC Dallas live um, the 50 minutes that they were on the field. <laughs> um, obviously, that one got postponed. So um, Ariola went down like the 20th minute. And once that happened, then the whole dynamics changed. Um, Jesus Ferreira kind of shifted back. Jimenez was put on. And honestly, there just wasn't much happening. There was nothing clicking. Um, St. Louis, they didn't have Klaus. So um, it was sort of like they were trying to accomplish things, but things were really sloppy. Lowen was frustrated for the first half of the match, and it was obvious. Um, Parker was drawing flat, uh, was trying to draw fouls, um, ended up getting a yellow card the very beginning of the second half before it was postponed. And so he will be missing next week. So, but that's pretty much 50 minutes worth of content. <laughs> and in case anyone is like confused, uh, that game did not count for round 11. Uh, so yeah. no, no points for that. And you got substitutions and switches for those players as that'll be played at another time. Yeah. Blaine. Yeah. 97 for the round, which honestly wasn't good enough. I couldn't beat Ashley with that. Um, it was kind of fluky. Nope. I made some mistakes. I made some really good saves at the last minute. Uh, I decided to shy away from Evander at the last minute. I know I put him on the dock for last week to talk about that. Was The gut call there was right. I went with Hector Herrera and spent way too much money there. Had no room to really pivot when my other when my bench didn't hit. I decided to drop Bear and put Sergio Santos on the bench, which lost me a point. But I was still expecting Ferreira to be my carry for forwards, and that game got washed. Um, big news of the week for me, though, was I ended up pivoting to Mabiala for Portland at a four, uh, four million and got the five. And then I decided that I didn't like I, I only had one option that I could really afford, and that was Kevin Cabral for Colorado. So I threw him in for a six and really salvaged my week with eleven points that I wasn't expecting to get. I probably shouldn't have gotten. Ended up on a 97 with the Mukhtar captain. Um, actually did go with Gazdog, who gave me a 9, which was better than any of the other mids I was comparing him with, except for uh, Evander, who was switched out for Herrera. But my keeper was terrible. Spent way too much money on that, and then Alex Roldan really bit me. You and everybody else. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of Roldan, that sporting in Seattle game was crazy. I will take a first win on the on the season for sporting going to Seattle. Um, first goal Seattle's let in at home. Yeah. That's a great stat to have there. That's the first. And it was two at home that they gave mm -hmm. up. Uh, I really expected Seattle to come out and win this one comfortably three, one, something like that. I kind of expected sporting to get a goal, but what we noticed is keen to being out there really helped Tommy settle into the game. Um, he looked a lot more composed, a lot more, a lot cleaner on the ball which means the whole team was playing better that way. This is the first time in like 600 days they've had all three DPs on the field at the same time for Kansas City, and it really showed. Um, Kinda got on the score sheet with the assist. Tommy had a goal and an assist. Polito scored his first goal in over 600 days for the team or for the first or for in MLS or something like that. Like it just it was good all the way around. The attack kind of settled in. This is what we were expecting. The more of Kinda we see, the more I expect this offense to get going. That's the big takeaway here from this game fantasy-wise. When that full lineup is healthy, they're not this team to go grab heavy defense on that can't score anymore. They're showing it. But this isn't really an indictment on Seattle at all. They were missing way too many players. Uh, New Who is out. We've got that. Yeah, I'll, I'll, hop, I'll hop in on that. He got malaria. Could come back next week. Could back in two weeks, three weeks. Joel Palo out on yellow card accumulation. He'll be back. Christian rolled on unidentified determination of when he'll be back. Uh, they moved everything around. So I know a lot of people liked Alex, maybe Fry for a keeper, Ladero, Ebert, Jordan. Um, but the lineup is really going to dictate. They moved Alex rolled on to the other side of the field. They started an academy kid where Alex rolled on usually plays. Um, this isn't a lineup. If it looks like that, that you probably want to take these guys from fantasy, depending on who you're playing. Um, but, you know, this week on the road at Houston, who's performing quite well, um, with the, if any of those players still aren't there, knew who Christian 
Um, if Alex is on the wrong side of the field, I don't think that's anything to look at for sure. Yeah. Um, I can touch on Roldan a little bit. They were talking about that on the broadcast and they said it's concussion protocol and Schmetzer has said they are not going to rush him back and risk any type of injury or re-injury or anything like that. Well, I can talk to you about it because I've heard from friends who go to me today that it's an undisclosed injury that they're concerned is part of his brainstem. So that's Ooh. why they didn't flag it as concussion. So okay. Schmetzer's not saying that. That's not what they're saying at pressers or anything. But that could be – that's something that, yeah, I, I would – I think you could see him back in two weeks or I think you might not see him the rest of the year. So um, yeah. It, yeah. It, once they say more, we'll know more. But it doesn't look – Okay, good. yeah. Oof. That's even worse than what. And then right. malaria. So I don't know yeah. who we pissed off in Seattle, but not going good. <laughs> so for my other two games, uh, Portland and Austin was a game that I was really expecting more from Portland, but we got goals both ways. I thought Portland's defense was getting a little bit better, and Austin hasn't been playing well at all, but they managed to get two and get the draw on that one. Uh, Dreesy was benched for this one, uh, which is crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, but they played better without him out there too. So who knows what dynamic is going on? I think this is a team that's such a dumpster fire right now, even with a good performance. Don't read into it. Read um, who got on the score sheet. Dancing bear. Dancing bear. Yeah. And then Evander got two assists, finished on an 11. Um, he's a guy we, we had high hopes for preseason. Uh, looks like he's finally getting into form with the club, and that's always going to be good news for us. Uh, it's a guy we can rely on. His price point is a lot lower than other premium mids, and so if he starts giving us that more premium production, he's going to be in a lot of teams going forward just because he's a lot cheaper than a guy like Hector Herrera, who is good, but he's not performing to Evander's numbers week in and week out when Evander's playing like he is right now. Quick update. Cam's saying that Drew he wasn't benched. He's hurt. And he's going to be out for about a month. So okay. he he wasn't playing because he's hurt. Okay. Well, good to know. Groin injury, says Chad. They still looked better without him out there, which says a lot, too. Yeah, it's not great. Um, and then the other game I had on here was Toronto and New England. And I expected goals both ways in this one. Um I like Toronto's attack, even though they're missing a few guys. I expected Bernadeschi and Insigne to get something done, create something. CJ Sapong going up there has been solid for them so far. I think he's already gotten on the score sheet once, not this week. But I expected a little bit more. But, man, New England's defense is good when they're healthy and playing well. And that midfield in front of them is holding the ball. Um Expecting goals both ways and not seeing Toronto get shut out at home with those high-powered names. I think we got to bump the New England defense back up to that elite top-tier category. They're able to take it on the road and go shut teams down. They do give up a few, but that's – I mean, this is one of those teams you can rely on. And their bonus point producers are getting consistent bonus points all the time. So there's some safe options in that little bit more expensive category. You just, like, dropped off right there. Like, yeah, like, I, I, I lost my train of thought. I was like, yeah. where, where do we go? Just, like, right off the mountain. Well, no, great great thought. Yeah, uh, New England, definitely a, a solid defense. Lots of options right there. Uh, that's all that we have for our takeaways. We're going to be moving into a quick little wrap-up about our housekeeping and what's coming up for round 12, the final round of the second quarter qualifier for Fantasy CCL right after this. All right, welcome back to our housekeeping section going into round 12. First with our league updates, uh, Champions League. Ryan Anderson from Lineup IQ is leading with a score of nine, record, not a score, record of 9-0-2. Over to our Veterans Pro Rail League, Sombrero FC still on top on record now. Uh, just to, points before. Just points. Clearly now it's it just now. a solid on mm-hmm. style, yeah. Uh, on the homegrown league, uh, White Worm FC takes over the top with uh, the, as the lone nine one and one winner there. And then over to the Discovery League, we have three players tied with a record of nine zero oh, and two. But it is Hey Ricky, you're so fine by points. And also a uh, special shout out to Snowflakes FC, who was the round eleven overall 
top scoring player with a score of 133 points and who is apparently in one of our leagues that we cannot identify at this time. So we are so sorry. Blaine's but... really good friend. That's right. Close Bla- personal friend of Blaine. Very and special the show. friend. And, He's uh, in but, our craft league. And, and, but a big shout-out. A big yeah. shout-out to him right there. Over to our other leagues, though. Uh, our Discord league. Uh, we have five teams tied with a record of 10-0-1 with Ryan McElhenney by points, one of our previous uh, stats writers for MLS Fantasy Boss. The Patreon league, two teams tied at 9-0-1, but it's sloppy stakes by points. And then over at the MLS Fantasy Insider Experts Invitational, which I think I lost by one point in, in that one. That was that was a pretty rough one. Uh, but black and red with a score of 10-0-1 is leading right there. So congratulations to everyone who is doing so well in all of our leagues. Now looking at the actual start time for round 12, which is the final, as I said, the final round of the second quarter qualifier for the MLS Fantasy Champions League. I think I got all of that out enough. I was I was so close with, with qualifying, and then this last round when I got this 96, and now I'm at like 81 for the qualifier round. So I'm solidly out of the Champions League qualifier, but I was... I was 81 is not out. I would. I don't know. I don't know. With this 81 competition... 81 is not out. I bet that's like four points. We'll see. We'll see what happens. It feels like it's out. But this is the final round to qualify for the Champions League for this quarter. Round 13 is when all of that will start for the third qualifier, and we'll have a fun show set up for that one to help you there. But round 12 starts Saturday, May 13th at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. Got it right this time. 1 o'clock p.m. Yeah. Eastern Time with Chicago versus St. Louis. And then uh, we have a whole bunch of teams, as usual, after that, 7.30, 8.30, 9.30, 10.30. But the first one is 1 o'clock p.m. with Chicago versus St. Louis right there. And then we also have one game on Saturday, May 14th, at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is LA Galaxy versus San Jose Earthquakes. No teams are on a double game week this round, and it is Cincinnati who is the lone team on a bye, which they are an excellent team for your switcheroos because we have 4.0s at every position. So load up on Cincinnati to activate your switcheroos or keeperoos this round. As far as other games to consider, to get a little tease about this earlier on, uh, Open Cup is back on, and it's pretty much everyone. Who is, who is playing this week. Also, the Canadian Championship is playing, and so uh, all three of our Canadian teams are playing there. Uh, and then basically everyone is playing for Open Cup. The best way to keep up with that is just go to the schedule section and look down and see who's playing. Uh, there's going to be some weird travel with teams who are playing at home and then on the road. Some of it is is okay with like the Texas and sort of set up there, but some teams have some strange travel. And I also just want to point out, because this one's weird, and maybe say, come on MLS, what, what you thinking? This is a, a classic hashtag because MLS. Uh, Chicago is playing St. Louis in the Open Cup and then Chicago was playing on, on Tuesday, tomorrow. And then Chicago was playing St. Louis again f- on Saturday for MLS. So it's just like Mortal Kombat mirror match going on right here. So um, which that doesn't even really make sense, but that's what's in my head. But yeah, so just some weird things. But yeah, check it out. Tuesday and Wednesday, Open Cup games right there. Also, another weird bit of update, but definitely has fantasy implications. There have been two coaching changes today if you didn't guess that from our little fun teaser at the beginning uh new york red bulls and chicago have parted ways with their coaches they both now have interim coaches and the question is now in the air as it always is when there is a coaching change and that is will there be a bump or will there be a continued slump with with a coach so we will see but expect different things from those two teams as they now have a different coach at their helm and this, of course, leads us now to our suspensions and injury report brought to us by Blaine. Yeah, good news to start the show or start this section. Uh, Kinda is back. He played 45. Um, he was expected to go between 30 and 45, and he decided he wanted to go the full 45. So that's good to see. He's slowly working back in. Uh, Kyoto returned to the lineup and scored a goal this week, which he's been out for a few weeks with a but if he's getting back and healthy for Montreal, who has suddenly found some goal-scoring form, um, expect a lot more production out of him. Uh, looks like Duke coming over from Miami has really helped. They're kind of gelling as a unit right now, and getting Kyoto back can only be a good thing for Montreal. 
um, red cards and uh, red cards and suspensions. Yellow we're in yellow card season already. Derek Jones and Enzo Capetti are both out on accumulation for Charlotte this week. Uh, Franco Negri is out for Miami after getting a red card. Waterman for Montreal on that defense is going to be gone. Benzier's still out, and then uh, Jahiz for DCU. He was arrested and suspended indefinitely, so that's just going to be one there. Uh, pretty significant list of injuries this week. Uh, some question marks, some not. New who's got the malaria one. Update on Dylan Barrero. Is it? It is an ACL tear. He is out. Yeah, for- he's done for the year. Yeah, he had surgery. Um, Meg touched on it. Areola uh, subbed early in that game that didn't count, but watch for him in case he's not able to come back. Koulibaly for the Galaxy came off with the leg injury. Brian White is listed. Tyler put him down as a possible injury. He subbed early. He did. Um, Watch that one if you're interested this week. Uh, There has been a lot of rotation, and uh, Brecker came in and scored a goal as well. He's been playing really well. So there may just be some rotation there. I don't know that that's an injury, but always concerning when you see a guy that's on a brace go out early. But that's just maybe what's going on. Uh, Driussi, we touched on, has that groin injury. Uh, Hadebe, teenage Hadebe for Houston, potentially has a leg injury. That's he had a... surgery. I saw a picture of him in a hospital bed. Okay. So. Well, uh, Chris Mueller, potentially unknown. She hosts for Chicago, is listed as a potential. And then Gray and Kufri for New York City are also down here as unknown injuries, but definitely something there. Adelson Melanda uh, for Charlotte's also going to be out. So that's three Charlotte players that look like they could be unavailable that going into this week. And then Christoph from Miami is also listed here as a potential injury. Yeah. I want to touch on it because chat said it, uh, or Cam said it, that Minnesota released a statement that Reynoso is back in, the, in Minnesota but is not participating in team activities. So something to pay attention to as they continue to work that out. He's, he's in the country. He's in the state. <laughs> yeah, good update. I just I just saw that one recently. I was I was going to... I felt like I was going to drop that big bomb, but then... Oh, sorry. I nah, no, no, it was okay. Chat chat did. I mean, this this is good. Kudos to you guys for that. But yeah, no, interesting news. Reynoso being back. <laughs> uh, thank you, Blaine, for that update. And of course, you all can stay up to date with the uh, mega reference and other interesting fantasy tools over at the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord in the fantasy tools section. So you can check all that out. Uh, the easiest way to get to the Discord is to go to mlsfantasyboss.com slash Discord. Click on the link. It's free. It's fun. And it's an absolute fantastic community, which I'm sure you will hear more about during the plugs. But for what you've all come here for, I absolutely know it is to hear us talk about who our early player targets are for round 12, and we'll be getting to that right after this. All right, welcome back. We're going to talk about our player targets, at least on Monday, going into round 12, starting off, as always, with our keepers and defenders. And a few uh, of the four of us, three of us, have uh, are all looking at Lennon. Uh, we also like Philadelphia, and we like Columbus. So I'll let you all expand some there, but starting with you, Ashley. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm considering Gressel still this week. His road point production uh, has been decent. Um, I think Portland is an interesting place for that. Um, I think he could contribute offensively. I'm not super confident in the shutout. Um, and then I'm also kind of price-wise similarly considering Lennon or Bay. Um, I like Houston. Yeah, I said it. So there's nothing to change about Seattle. Um, I really don't see them going into Houston, uh, and, and scoring a lot, if at all. Uh, and then I'm also considering Columbus and Philadelphia, uh, defenses. Um, Blaine talked about it a a little bit, uh, for his team. I also had Mabial last week as a bench play, um, because I saw he was starting and I knew he was 4.0. I don't think he'll start this week because Zach McGraw will be back. Um, but if he is starting for Portland, he's 4.0 and he's going to price rise. And Portland Vancouver, yeah, I don't know, maybe. Um, for keepers, though, right now I'm I'm going Schulte to Blake. Um, Blake is still so cheap, and I know it's because they haven't been very good. Um, and I've just been very on 
Schulte a lot of this season. He gets bonus points for a keeper. Um, I, I do kind of like that matchup. So uh, I, I thought about Brady. Um, I'm, it's really starting to, to get to me the, the time differences, but I don't want to just take Brady just because it's early. Um, but I don't think that, that that's too bad of a shout. But I definitely don't want to touch anybody from the Sunday game. So you got to plan plan those keepers and 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 otters out um, based on the the Saturday time frame. So that's what I'm looking at right now. Blaine. Yeah, I'm gonna. Chat's talking it up, and I'm right there with them. Um, I like Brady on the front end. Um, St. Louis without Klaus has not been scoring the same. Um, Stroud Possibly hit- no Shehos is what is what concerned me, and they lost yeah. the coach. So how does the coach? That's, do you know what I mean? It, yeah. it should make yeah. sense, but there's yeah, some things that make me nervous. It's all over the place right now. I mean, they've scored in their last three games. They put five on Cincinnati. This is a road game. They didn't score in Dallas in the 50 minutes that they played. Whatever. Um, it's just, it's one of these, they're scoring goals, but Chicago's one of those Jekyll and Hyde teams. Really, I'm, I'm on this because I think Chicago can get the clean sheet in this one. I really do. Especially with the coaching change, that can definitely fire up a team. But it just, it works. And I've been spending $8 million on the first keeper in a keeper-roo. I can get away with 6.3 here and see a score against a team that is struggling without their their starting forward. I'm good with Brady. Um Tehran's another one if Shehos is out. Those are the you're either looking at him or Tehran for your starting. And Tehran's gotten more involved offensively, which is huge for this type of game. So I could definitely see that one. And then the back end of the keeperu, I'm actually looking at Melia. Um if the Seattle lineup looks bad, I could probably go with Clark as a more sure thing. But Sporting has looked much better on defense this year than they did last year. Melia has been playing really well. Only got beat by Seattle because of a penalty this week. Um, just And Minnesota's not been a team that is scoring great. Yes, they just put two past Vancouver. But Minnesota's not a team that has been scoring well, and I think this is a potential good shout for a second keeper at home, given the way the rest of the game stack up. I don't see many home clean sheets at all this week. So if you're going to clean sheet hunt or look for a few bonus points, I think you go with Clark or Melia, save some money and spend it elsewhere. And when we get to the midfield section, there is a reason why we're some of us still have to save a little money or kind of consider where to go. Even at, even at $135 million, it's a little tight at times with this. But I've also got Gressel and Lennon in there right now just for the offensive potential there Gressel may get cut depending on what I feel like Portland later on in the week if we get more word on draw coming back Gressel's very expensive after coming off of five I just I don't know but I don't trust that Portland defense enough it's just it's going to depend on budget and and what a ruse I want to try to set up but right now it's Gressel Lennon and then Chicago whoever starts for that one Meg. Well, I have Schulte or Westy, and I, unlike Blaine, have Ivanic or whichever Portland goalkeeper is starting as my pivot option. Um, I also have Lennon. I have Morera, um, which is the reason why I can't take Schulte. Um, McGraw or Mascara. Um, and then I have a flyer for. I'm going to end up going with the New England defender on the bench and just roll the dice. Um, currently have Jones, but that's kind of my thing. <laughs> Could bust all together, but I'm going to roll with it and see what happens. I like Jones. I can't say that's bad. I've, I've yeah. got Jones myself, so cool. uh, I can't say also on the bench, so I can't say that's that's a bad one. Yeah, so I, I kind of tease this at the beginning of the show, and uh, – I the caveat with this comment is I am waiting to see what the lineups look like with Minnesota and Philly because Philly has a game to tomorrow or today Tuesday depending on when you're listening to this podcast where they're traveling to Minnesota for Open Cup and then they have another game in Colorado 
on Saturday. So that is a lot of travel, a lot of distance like we were talking about before. But depending on what happens, I'm tempted by Blake. Um, and to see what I know Chicago or uh, Colorado just dropped three on LA Galaxy, but I would definitely rank Philly's defense better than LA Galaxy. So I'm potentially willing to just roll with Blake as a sole keeper because last week uh, I did run the keeperoo and I felt very just like focused and I had to have a keeperoo. Like I threw in uh, Clark with Houston and I was like, no, that's not going to work for my keeperoo. I have to do something that works for my keeperoo. And I just got like just, just laser sight vision on having a keeperoo. And you don't always have to have a keeper root. I mean, that's going to free up money if you don't want to do something like that. You can have a Cincinnati 4.0 keeper right there, no problem. So I am I am strongly considering, depending on what happens with that Minnesota game, if I may just run with Blake as the, the sole keeper. If not, I might look at the Chicago keeper root. Uh, I'll just kind of evaluate some information based upon then. But uh, I think that's always an option if you just want to look at having a single keeper and just saying you know what like i said last week too the variance isn't huge with a lot of the keepers so you could just run with one that you feel like has a good a good time for good potential for a clean sheet and and just go with that but that's that's what i'm kind of potentially rolling with uh the keeper otherwise on defense uh, i like matching up my keepers and so i have wagner as well and then uh I'm debating about Nashville as well as a potential team that I might target for um, for that DC. A little bit dangerous, a little bit dangerous against Cincinnati, but Nashville has some tough defensive options there as well. I'd like to see what happens with their back line, but Shaq Moore could be someone who I, I have into the team. At they some had point. some cheap starters last week that they did, you know, did did, did pretty decent. McNaughton four point four. You can shave a lot of money right yeah. there. Mentioned Jones as well with Meg that I like. Uh, I'm not uh, disappointed by what that Houston lineup might be. Um, little little bit of questions there, Ashley, with Seattle. So um, I think that you could even consider having uh, Hadebe right there and Columbus. No, he's he's a uh, oh, oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, I know he's been one that we've looked at in, in the past, yeah. but uh, yeah, um, one of the one of the um, mm-hmm. uh, Houston defenders, and then uh, Columbus. I think Columbus is a good shout to potentially. I know you were looking at uh, Moraria. Um, I think he's a good one as well, but you have some options there for Houston. Tyler Wheel McCall. I'm going to say McCall yeah. uh, is a 5.5 defender who got an eight for Houston last week um, playing for Teenage. So. Um, that's a that's a decent look and i also wanted to point out chat pointed out that last time atlanta played clit was caleb wiley's breakout game as a winger so um he begged to brace that game um i I mean worth paying attention to since it's a home game for them this week but um i think we all know that form hasn't been the same but yeah then I saw some people mention some of the the san jose players in chat or maybe with a with keeper option and i don't think that's a horrible option i know that that la has struggled at times to score but i i see san jose giving up a lot they they, they score and, a derby game. and they concede yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh, oh thank you for reminding me that whoever it was what you said on apple who called it the kentucky derby that's wrong that is not what it is it is a it's the kentucky derby was it I, rebecca Lowe? i hope not because I, I, she's I British, someone but... someone told me that like somebody on apple tv called it the kentucky derby and that is wrong. Oh, that is I'm that sorry. is not i would never what that was but um but no that's that's just my opinions about about san jose i, I get it uh that's mostly based on on la but i feel like that San Jose does concede, and so they kind of go both ways. They score a lot, and they can give up. But mm-hmm. um, so I, I, I lean away from that myself. Reed, I'm going to jump in. Chat was talking about it because you gave him the idea of single keeper. If you're going to go single keeper, I actually lean more towards Petrovic than I would. Yeah, uh, Blake. Um, depending on how you want to spend the money. Depending on how you want to spend the money, it is a little more expensive, Flexible but budget. you're saving even on the cheapest keeper that I've got, which is Brady Amelia. You're still saving about two million running single. Uh, Miami, I like I said, I like New England's defense. They've been playing better than Phillies right now. And Reed, it's Colorado versus Philly. If you go single keeper, you know Barrios is going to bust that clean sheet on you. No, he's not. <laughs> You're going to no, really have faith he on that one. He does. I might. I told you. I'm looking to see what happens at that Minnesota game and and find out there. I, I will also point out that New England's only kept two clean sheets in the last five. So I don't know that. I'm not trying to 
both no, goals in your system. But see, but again, see how you're going to spend that money. Because like I said, there's not a lot of difference yeah. with, with the keepers. Petrovic got an eight last week and Blake got a nine. So you, you yeah. don't have to go all out for, for those big keepers if you're running a single game with keeper. Look at some of the stats. Check out lineup IQ. See what's what's mm. coming out there. And, and you can make some some uh, predictions. Let's I haven't worried on. about money in weeks. So, you, got, you know, I'm just saying. Well, it just depends on how you want let, to. Let's, let's talk midfield and see where people yeah. – are spending their money this week. So oh, sorry, the consensus, week. pretty much all of us, Amada, Zella, Espinoza, Mukhtar, and three of the four of us also say Herrera. So yep. Blaine, reasons or other players? Let's Yeah, let's talk about the one-offs we each have. Yeah, like, reasons is because everybody's doing it. Like, Oh, I hate when you say something. I know, but the thing is, we're all gonna we're all gonna suffer the same fate, and it comes down to differentials, and that's that... that's not good advice. We said people said that last week, and three of those yeah. chalky guys came up yeah. busted. Hit so. me hit me with your the one on your list that Reed didn't just say, and why you're considering. Yeah, like I like the way Evander's been playing lately. I honestly do. Um, I think that's a, your big shout out, your big differential this week, probably replacing Herrera, but I want to see that Seattle lineup for it. Um teams in flux like that's the other one you have to look at and maybe you go with the santi rodriguez with red bulls firing their coach it's a rivalry game it's just it's a it's a good one to have um montreal's guy i'm gonna butcher his name um starts with the ch They're yes like, i did i tried to say it two weeks ago and it didn't work yeah that I midfielder did. for montreal yeah the only montreal midfielder worth having at the moment really uh, he's been scoring some goals, uh, playing pretty well. <sighs> Depends on how you rate that Toronto defense, and I don't very often. I've never liked the Toronto defense. I've been, I haven't taken them at all this year. I just don't see it. He's been scoring pretty regularly. He's got a 5.3 average right now. Like, if you're wanting some differentials, if you don't trust some of the big names, those are the guys I'm looking at. But I don't think you're going to sway me from the guys I have. That's fair. Totally fair. Meg? Well, I have Ledzuma currently. Um, He is a VP generator. And to play on what Blaine said about the head coach swap in Red Bulls territory, I could possibly turn into being something um, but I also still have a hard time veering away from chalk. Um, although I'm still very bitter about Almada, but I can't take that out of my lineup. So That's fair. Ashley. Yeah. Uh, the only name I am considering um, off of that list is uh, Heel. I'm not sure who he replaces, um, but I'm definitely considering him at Miami. Um He's not producing great. He's definitely not currently fixture-proof, but I think we all know he has the capability to be. Um, and I know, you know, Miami posted a good a good shout against uh, Atlanta, but Atlanta got a lot of stat read loves shots. Um, I think that, uh, you know, it's a decent place to go for a 10. If Bobby Wood getting back or Bo getting back, I think helps him, um, even though it's on the road. So, that's the one. I don't even know if I can consider Heel a not chalk name because I think he's chalk until he retires. But um, <laughs> that's the one not Amadozella SB Mook Herrera name that uh, I'm throwing around this week. Uh, and for myself, uh, again, like I mentioned, I want to see what happens with that Minnesota game. I'm looking at Gazdog. Uh, he's very consistent in what he does produce when he is playing. I'm interested in seeing what he could do there. But again, I think you could, you, you've got some, some openings here. Uh, we didn't mention Gold. I think that's one that we talked about earlier on that you could throw into the mix. We didn't mention any, uh, there's more players from New York city FC that have been producing again with, with Red Bulls, not having, or having a new coach could be some, some different mix ups that happens there. So I, I think there are a few players there. I, I don't view Herrera as a must have. And I think even, um, well, no, I was I was gonna say maybe not Amada either, but I really like that that Charlotte matchup. So he's he's probably not one that I would I would be switching. Like potentially, if you didn't like the away game, you could look at maybe maybe Mukhtar as a number four of your five. If you were looking at others to, to maybe drop, um, 
but but I'm pretty happy with Mukhtar as well. But yeah, at least for me, Herrera is the one that that is not on my team, and I think Gazdog's a good shout. Very very much part of that conversation of maybe not must have, but uh, but a, a week in week out must take a look at and have a consider yeah. have a conversation about because of the form that he can provide. Uh, looking over at chat real quick, not seeing anyone else. I think we really need to touch on right there. Yeah, Rodriguez. Uh, yeah, a couple of players. Yeah, from New York, from uh, from uh, New York City FC as well. So, or, uh, oh yeah, maybe even Sporting Kansas City bling. Bonus points aren't there yet. Not just enough. need the goals. That's fine. So mad. Well. Let's move on now and start talking about forwards, which we have a little bit more variance right here. The only player that we all like this round is Cucho. So, Meg, who else do you like? Um, I have Polito on the bench right now. Um, and I also am torn with either possibly Rubio, which kind of goes against the whole Philly defense. But um, And I have Bernadeschi or Joseph. It's, it's going to be one of those in that last slot. I just don't know which one at this moment. Fair. Ashley. Yeah, I uh, I I like Bowanga. Uh, I still like him even on the road. Uh, the LAFC uh, Open Cup game is in Monterey, so it's like a quick car ride, you know. So I'm not too worried about them. Um, he's just scoring too much even on the road. I did not pay attention to him. Um, and then I'm considering Burn, but he's just never hit for me when I've picked him up. They have. Canadian Cup midweek. Um, Toronto's been inconsistent, so I'm I'm just not sure. So I'm also considering Bossy. I hate going picking three players from the team that's playing my team is hard for me, um, <laughs> but I'll do it. Uh, it's a little lineup de- dependent for me. Bossy's not clicking the same way he was kind of in the start of the season when people were getting really pissed off that he was scoring points, um, and I had him a lot of those times. So I'm definitely not shying away from him. But I also Meg, I really like the the Yosef shout. I think that. Um, I was kind of mad at myself for not thinking about him this past week because mm-hmm. I know he loves an emotion-driven game and to play, you know, for his new team against his old team. I just, I, I was really kind of mad that I didn't put that together because um, stats go far, but I also like to pay attention to that type of stuff um, because look what he did, right? I know one yeah. was a PK, I didn't consider him so. either, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so... Uh, I, I was definitely a little frustrated. So I, I might give him a bench spot this week. He's so cheap at 6.4, um, but we've talked about this for years with Yosef. He's a goal or nothing guy. I mean, I, I want to – someday, Reed, I want you to dig deep for me and show me how many bonus points that man has actually produced across his career in MLS. So he's got I a, might I know be able to find that. I know he's quick as still 100 goals, but he's probably got, what, six bonus points maybe <laughs> like across them all. So – um, that's what makes me nervous. Those are his first goals for Miami. Um, you know, it, it's not, New England is not a slouch defense. So, um, that's, what's kind of wavering me back and forth between, between he and bossy. So he's got zero this year so far. So yeah, of course he does. Blink. Yeah. See, I'm taking a completely different track on this one. Uh, Kucho was the one I threw in there. It's just a home game against a defense that's struggling and it's early. So you can throw that one on the bench if you don't like it. Then I went, I've looked straight at Obasi. I don't like the Galaxy defense. I really don't. And the way they're playing, the way San Jose plays, I think it's, it's a good week for Obasi. I don't like taking road forwards very often, but. Road forward late game. Yeah, that, but that's also real easy to throw in your team and scrub out when your bench hits. <laughs> like, so that that's the appeal right there for me. Um couple other names knowing kyoto is coming back i've never rated the toronto defense this year as i said if kyoto starts that's a guy i'm really interested in especially if toronto's still missing all their midfielders like they are i think that's a chance for him to pick up quite a few bonus points and probably get back on the score sheet but that's an if he starts so that's why i can't in good conscience say it and then the other name i'm really wanting to see i want to see the chicago starting lineup um, St. Louis has not kept, been keeping clean sheets consistently. If Kai Kamara starts at that price, he's an easy slot on my bench. He goes up and gets goals. I think he can do some work against St. Louis. He's cheap enough to be an early bench play, and I'm struggling to find a second forward anyway, so I don't mind that one. I, he's under seven. 
if he yeah he's under seven so and 42 6.7 million 42 years old i don't care he's chasing down that he's chasing down donovan on the goal list and i think he's gonna get it this year and you know what if he starts it's the game where i could see him getting another one I think you guys have touched on on the top three right there. For myself, I'm right there with Ashley, Bowanga, and Kucho. Uh, those are just two easy, quick ones I added. And uh, Bobasi would probably round up my top three right there. Um, I don't have the cash for all of that. So mm-hmm. all of my money is spent on those uh, top seven players right there. So we wouldn't be running three forwards anyway. That's not, that's not how I do things. Yeah, so. do. Uh, yeah, I think that covers all that. And finally, let's wrap it up with captains. Ashley. So we talked about this a little before the show kicked off, and I've been thinking about it a lot since we started. And I, I'm really considering captaining Espinoza. Um, things I usually stay away from: derby games, late last day games when it comes to putting an armband on someone. But I think Almada will be the common choice, and I get it. Um, and I'm not against it, but I just have this weird. Espinoza thing going on so um yeah I think I think Almada is the safe chalk Mukhtar pick of the week uh but I'm just considering Espinoza sure I get it Blaine yeah I mean Almada was the first one that jumped out and then when Tyler gave me the injury news and they've got two suspensions and Melanda on defense is hurt. Like everything is leaning. Yeah. Almada just in a runaway game. If they, if they, if Charlotte plays like they have lately, Almada's just going to feast on that midfield. Like there, there is no reason not to take him. But if for whatever reason I shy away from that, my backup is actually Mukhtar in DC. Take the road one. He's, I, I know you're following up a, a hat trick and that's never advised. But the way DC plays, I think it sets him up to do a lot of good work and get there. And while I tended to like DC's defense a little bit more and give them more respect than other players, I don't think they match up well for this one. So I think Mukhtar is probably my second best shout for this one if you want to go for a road a road captain this week. Meg? I have Zayla currently, but I am I like also torn with the whole Almada um, but a little bitter. <laughs> so, um, currently Zayla for me. Understandable. Uh, so I said I'd run down because uh, people were saying in chat, talk me out of Almada. I think you covered that, Blaine, talking about some of the, the injuries and the question marks there. But for me, Almada is number one captain pick because of that tempting game against Charlotte and they how they do allow and can be exploited right there. If not Almada, I think you're right, Meg, that, that Zellerion is is a great option for number two with his his form. He didn't he didn't do well against uh, what was it, Charlotte uh, of all of all teams. But in the four of the last five games, he's got a goal and assist in each of those since he's come back uh, after a little slow start. So love the form that he's on there and the potential they have, especially with Cucho back. Uh, great pairing. And if not that, I would probably go with Espinosa before. Mukhtar, even though they're both away players and that being a late game, just some of the consistency that has had, like I said last week, that even when Espinosa is not getting those goals, he often is also generating some good bonus points that could make him a solid player. But but let's be honest, if you're going to go with the captain, you're, you're going to want some offensive production right there to really make it, make it good. But that would probably round out my top three. And, and currently I'm looking at Amada, but definitely opening to seeing uh, the conversation as it develops throughout the rest of the week. Well, that's all that we have for the show today. Thank you so much to everyone who joined us in chat. Really great interaction with the chat. Uh, be sure to join us on these Mondays to, for live and then joining in the live chat. It's it's a great conversation there. And a huge thanks to Meg for joining us on her first time as a guest for tonight. And uh, we'll let you kick things off with, with the plugs, Meg. Well, it sounds a little crazy, but I'd like to plug the three of you for putting in all the time that you do. Oh. Hello. Like, all of y'all have lives to live, and yet you still put in the time and the, and the resources and the energy into bringing this together. And I know my husband and I, we watch it every Monday night or Tuesday when it falls on a Tuesday. And <laughs> so, yeah, thanks. 
Oh, you're welcome. Happy birthday. Welcome. Happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. Thanks. We won't sing. She doesn't deserve that. Yeah. Well, she doesn't thank need you. that. Not deserve. Uh, she does I not teach need second it. grade, so I've been yeah. saying to enough today. Perfect. <laughs> no, birthday guests should have their name butchered by Reed. Reed's got to just find a way to butcher their name. It's hard yeah. to butcher Meg. Yeah. It's hard. We could find a way. It's hard. Blaine. <sighs> Nothing for me tonight. Ashley. SKC's equipment guy. You know why? He's a he's a listener for sure. <laughs> Whose name might also be Morris? I don't know if we. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't found, know. What I was name. looking at the technical didn't, staff didn't to find it. out, but we'll see. Oh, I bet you were. I was. I no was way. like, is his name Morris? No. Oh. Uh, and of course, for me, I have to uh, the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord community. Fantastic community again. Check it out slash discord All the general chat and special features and tips that we have there. Super friendly people. See lots of teams getting shared, and some of the top players in the game are responding to those uh, lineups there. So yeah, ch just check it out. Go share it with your friends and uh, and go there and do it. Uh, also, MLSFantasyBoss.com, we can check out the articles that we had posted, especially Tyler's Differentials article, which he did pretty well with this week. At least he had yeah, a... He's hitting lately. He's been hitting with some stuff. Yeah, it's always fun. And it gets you out of that shock mindset and to sort of think outside the box and, and think of the other ideas. And again, Patreon community, see what's going on over there, patreon.com slash MLS. FI, uh, lots of stuff, lots of seasons still to go, and we're excited. Next week, we'll, we will have Skylar Redpath himself joining us, uh, Mr. MLS Fantasy behind the scenes manager, as we talk a little bit more about what's going on with the season and our first double game week of the 2023 season. It's going to be excited. Be sure to join us. But until then, as always, good luck. Mm -hmm.